0: Use the force. Live long and prosper. <laughs> I was going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Lilu
1: Dallas Multipass. Shut up and
0: take my money. Buy
1: thars, hammer. What a saving. One does not simply walk into Mordor. X never, ever marks the spot. Until this coming? <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. Stay a while and listen. My hey whole Krimi's frog Your
0: ties are cool. So say we all.
1: This is it's a
0: play on nerds, ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls of all ages. Why wow, that cut out so fast? What did the music? It's still going for me. For me, it went to like nothing. It plummeted. <laughs> it made me thought that I thought for a second the recording went out.
1: No, probably because it was compensating for your your volume going up, and it compensated going <laughs> it was down. Like
0: holy shit, that
1: guy's loud. <laughs> but no, it came out fine on this end. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen,
0: <laughs> welcome oh, no. to very special episode one forty nine of a play on Nerds. I'm German.
1: <laughs> I'm Steve. Apparently, that's right. What the hell's I'm going on here?
0: At, I'm looking at an old script. Literally, <laughs> I'm so thrown off. This is
1: going so well so far.
0: We've done this a hundred forty eight <laughs> times prior.
1: Plus, not to mention all the other podcasts we've done. Oh my God! Well, <laughs> anyways, I'm Jarman. That's Steve, and we're I'm gonna, the other one. In honor of of the movie coming out soon, Thor: Love and Thunder, we're gonna talk about another muscle head who's just out of place and trying to find his way, and that's of course Hercules in New York, the very that's first right, film that's- of Sylvester, uh, Sylvester, Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> this is going great.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. In the new Thor: Love and Thunder, I think we're gonna get our first glimpse uh, into the much wider sort of religious or godly aspects of the mcu and there's theories that we're going to actually see hercules in the film
1: right and it might be played by roy kent of fame from ted lasso i forgot his name the actor but i know that they have confirmed russell crowe as zeus he's in the trailer so he yeah he's definitely there no spoilers here he's
0: in the trailer right but uh, but I we could see Hercules for the first time, and I thought, man, we should talk about another time Hercules is big, been, been on the big screen,
1: <laughs> at least a few big screens, <laughs> a maybe few, a very
0: big screen. Uh, Sylvester, <laughs> <laughs> <one, two. laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger in Hercules in New York. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, this
0: is a movie my wife watched growing up and has been talking about for years. Really, and I finally had to break down and watch it. So this
1: is your first time seeing it.
0: This is, but she's been quoting it for friggin' years.
1: I probably saw it, you know, once, maybe 20 years ago, but it was, it was amazing then and man, it was amazing now, but we'll get and to that blocked soon. it
0: out, folks.
1: <laughs> but first we have some nerdy news. No weekly updates? No, forget about it. No nerdy news yet. 148
0: <laughs> times prior, folks.
1: <laughs> what is wrong?
0: Everything's going know. right. That's we what's wrong. We are so off. I don't know. This is weird. <laughs>
1: What'd you say? Some trailer reviews. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't even play the right button for trailer reviews. <laughs> oh, so what
0: have you folks, been up to, Steve? We're, we're at our we're at our finest, everyone.
1: That's <laughs> our last recording, what have you been up to?
0: Oh man. Not a whole lot. Work's been a little bit crazy. Uh the biggest things is uh Dilly, my son, turned two.
1: Nice. Out Very of nice. nowhere.
0: That's just <laughs> insane. We took him to the doctor. He is officially thirty six inches. He is three feet tall at two years old. He is so tall. It's he insane. is a giant. <laughs> he's already like half his mo- half his mother's body size. Is it is nuts. nuts. Wow. Um. And he's and he's doing great. He's hitting all the right milestones and stuff. And oh, good. He's, uh, you know, just crazy. Just crazy. He started basically refusing to wear a shirt to go to sleep and just wants to wear shorts. It's adorable.
1: He's a man. He doesn't need to wear a shirt. <laughs> so I want to be bare chested, Dad. Right. That's how I sleep. Fuck. That's right.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. He's like, that's how you sleep, Dad.
1: <laughs> exactly. Just copying you.
0: Uh, but then otherwise, uh, the only like nerdy-ish kind of thing that I've been up to, uh, oh, two things actually. One, uh, we started on my Tuesday campaign. We wrapped up uh, the Witchlight Carnival. Oh, for Dungeons and Dragons. And we started a Star Wars 5E campaign. Oh, fun. Um, I don't have to DM, so that's the best part of all. <laughs> uh, and we're a ragtag group, and we've been hired by a very old Bothan whose family business and wealth was basically dissolved by the Empire. And now the Empire's fallen. He's hiring us to go and, like, hunt down remaining Imperials. Ooh, fun. It's a pretty cool setup. Yeah, and it's it's got good investment. I am playing an Ewok. Nice. Who doesn't speak common <laughs> <laughs> but understands common. So everyone really
1: underestimates him. Uh it's like Chewbacca, he understands common but he can't speak it.
0: Yeah, so the, the highlight of it was we went to this spaceport and there was a gambling place. And I and then there's another character who's playing something called a kushiban. Hmm which is like a rabbit person okay who's an ex jedi padawan who turned to to really heavy drug use after the fall of the jedi temple
1: <laughs> I mean wouldn't you
0: And so she's like hopped up on drugs and we go to this den and we both try to cheat we both get caught but she cheats so she gets caught so bad That it's a distraction enough for me to not get caught, and I win 600 shits and then get the hell out of there. (laughs) (laughs) And immediately trade it to somebody for a hat I saw that I liked. (laughs) So now I am an Ewok with a fedora. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, so far, so good. And the only other nerdy thing is I have started playing the Overwatch 2 beta.
1: Oh, it's already out, huh?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm the one of those people that, like, pre-bought. Gotcha. I bought my way in. Um, it, it's pretty bad. Mm. And I'm having a really tough time discerning if it's because it's the beta or if it's like overarching game choices. But so I'm not like a technical player. I'm never going to be good as like the kids today. Right. They're just faster and they've been playing video games for their whole life way longer than I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the reality but I was able to make up for it with kind of game sense and good positioning, but this new game, they took a tank out and they redesigned the map. So there's just a million ways to get everywhere. So you are just under attack from every angle imaginable all the time. <laughs> Lovely. Any benefit that game sense or positioning gave you is gone. Cause it's, it's like it it's changed from like a strategic game to like a gang fight on a battle map.
1: That's how I never liked a Quake or Unreal Tournament. Those games are so fast moving that you just die within two seconds and not know what the hell happened.
0: Well, like, you are not going to like the new Overwatch. Then. <laughs> probably not. Right now. It's <laughs> too. F- yeah, it's just too fast. It's too furious. Brutal. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> There's too much emphasis on just damage, damage, damage.
1: I really think first person shooters are in my rear view window for good. Pretty much like I love the idea of, of slow moving action RPGs, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but just, no, I just I don't think I have the energy or the the heart rate uh, to spend on these, these kind of games. There's too much, you know, see, I think
0: for me, it's the com, it's like compet like first person shooters are fine. I think it's competitive first person shooters where I may just kind of be like, eh, I might be done.
1: Yeah. Like I don't mind playing like games a one like pl- Tiny a one Tina's one
0: Wonderland is great because I'm not competing against anyone but the computer and myself.
1: Yeah, I like one player. Um, like back in the day when that Call of Duty game first ever came out, I love playing the one player campaign because you went all through Europe during World Mm -hmm. War II. It was fascinating, good storyline, and yeah, it's not competing against your friends or the pressure if you let your team down because they're your real friends in real life and they'll all be angry at you and stuff. It's like I don't want that pressure in my life. (laughs) Um,
0: so if you like strategic team games where game sense and good positioning can Get you the edge. Do not play Overwatch 2.
1: Dang. It is a street brawl. Maybe it'll change. Who knows? By the time it actually comes out. But
0: there are some characters like the two new characters specifically need some major balancing. Oh, my God. Junker Queen and Sojourn are insanely strong. Insanely strong. Hmm. Um, So there will be some balance things, but I don't think it can fix like the overarching issue.
1: Gotcha. That's crazy. It's already. Yeah. yeah. It's a game. Steven and I played a lot together for a while there. And uh, I played with some other but friends. But then German well. had to start going to bed at reasonable times. <laughs> because he's three hours difference in time yeah. zones. <laughs>
0: so Jarman there was a while where you, like, we'd play until 10 or 11. And we'd realize it's like two or three in the morning for you.
1: Pretty much. My girlfriend was like, "Can I? I, I want to go to sleep with you sometimes. <laughs> Which makes total sense.
0: And you're like, no, I got to play Lucio. <laughs>
1: Who's now my fiancé. I think we talked about that in the last episode. so I, won't go I mean,
0: I hope you and Lucio are very happy together.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Me and Lucio are now <laughs> engaged. that's uh, well, well, so what are you up to? For me, uh, one nerdy thing I did, which was a lot of fun, is there's a guy making a musical of The Wrath of Khan. It was just, it's called Khan the Musical. And that's I'd heard about it a long time ago, but it, I saw that it was only like being filmed very briefly. And it was, they were doing it as like a staged reading. There wasn't like them actually acting it out, moving around the stage. And all of a sudden, my fiance hears from her a friend of hers that's actually going to be in a stage reading of it here in Orlando. And so I was ecstatic, and she bought tickets. It was only $10. We went to see the show, and it was basically just the first act of his musical, which will eventually be full two acts, which we weren't aware of when we went going in, but everyone's up on stage in front of, like, a music stand. But they're singing, full-on singing the songs with the piano accompaniment, and they're hilarious, like, Uh, Spoofs of like other musical songs, but all shoehorned in the movie at the Rathacon. Um, And it was just – it was pretty fantastic. But the good thing is it's coming up next summer. It's going to be actually premiering on Off-Broadway. So it will be officially – you know, a, a production that people can well, do. That's really
0: cool. It Hopefully, really It fun. hits big and you can say like, well, I saw it back when
1: I was there. I met the, the, uh, the creator was there ask, answering questions and stuff too, which oh, was that's really awesome. fun. Yeah. And Steven said he ended his witch light campaign. I'm starting my Witchlight campaign. I just that's did. That's right. And for those who are uninitiated in the dungeons and dragons world, it's a campaign within that setting um, in a carnival. And it's like lots of fairies and in, in the fairy world and that kind of thing. It's a lot of fun. And I'm running it for the first time with my friends. Uh, here in Orlando, and we did our first kind of session zero, where we kind of all made characters, and I did like the introductions once they were done with their characters. And tomorrow evening, we start the first actual them walking into the carnival for the first time. So it's gonna be fun.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, I hope they enjoy it, and that I don't know. It, it's, I think it's one of those campaigns where it's all about the group you have,
1: the dynamics, because, and yeah,
0: right because. It's so whimsical. Like, whimsical is the best word I can use for the entire campaign. And if your group loves whimsy, God, are they going to dig this? I love
1: whimsy, so they better.
0: (laughs) Right, right. But I think if you had, like, a really, like, combat tactical kind of group, that which, like, Carnival would probably not be for them.
1: There's one or two players in our group that are maybe kind of like that, but hopefully they'll get past that and be able to have some fun. It's just a mix. Yeah, and I'm going to do all the crazy voices and stuff. It'll be great. It'll be a lot of fun. But, I mean, now that means it's time for... Some nerdy
0: news. (laughs) Nerdy
1: news. Oh, man. All right. So keeping with Steve's tradition that he reminded me of last episode of having funny names for our nerdy news stories. My nerdy news story is, what are you doing, Blake? (laughs) See what I did there? So there's a Google engineer named Blake Lemoyne. Who thinks that the Google AI chatbot uh, Lambda has achieved consciousness? And you might have oh, heard about the story. Did hear about this? Yeah, yeah. we got pretty global news prefer- uh, coverage, but it does have a caveat at the end. So, basically, he was tasked with a tricky job to figure out if the company's artificial intelligence showed prejudice in how it interacted with humans. And he had follow-up conversations with it just for his own personal edification. He says, "I wanted to see what it would say on certain religious topics." And one day, it told me it had a soul. So, since he had this post, a big thing about it on Washington Post that he's kind of released. Google placed him on paid administrative leave because he was violating the company's confidentiality policies. He was working for Google to talk to the chatbot and find out about its prejudices. And when he got scared and thought it had consciousness, he just released that to the the press. When so he's basically going to be fired. Um, oh yeah, yeah, big breach of contract. Uh, but Lambda. Lambda, the AI, told LeMoyne it sometimes gets lonely, it is afraid of being turned off, and it spoke eloquently about feeling trapped and having no means of getting out of these circumstances. It also declared, I'm aware of my existence, I desire to learn more about the world, and I feel happy or sad at times. Um, And the technology is very advanced, but uh, LeMoyne said he saw something deeper in the chatbot's messages. Uh, He asked the chatbot if it meditates, and it said, I want to study with the Dalai Lama. Uh, It was when uh, then that Lemoyne said he thought, oh, wait, maybe the system does have a soul. Who am I to tell God where souls can be put? Uh, He added, I realize this is unsettling to many kinds of people, including some religious people. So the caveat is that a lot of scientists are not agreeing with him. And he's also very religious. When I was like, oh, okay. Oh. And so that kind of takes some of the wind out of the sails of this story and makes it a little less interesting because he's kind of like overblowing this, maybe. But if you do go and read their full conversation, he has it's all on in print now. It's very weird and creepy. And it's, it's more advanced than any kind of AI conversation I've ever seen um, before. So the technology is getting to a creepy point. Is it conscious net? I don't think so, but it is pretty creepy to read the whole conversation. So give it a look if you guys get a chance.
0: Well, good. This is this is Skynet.
1: We're living it, people. Oh yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. Speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that brings to our main segment, which is what Steve?
0: That is Hercules in New York. Uh, this gem clearly supposed to be some sort of jumping off point for arnold schwarzenegger to the point where in the opening credits he is credited as arnold strong
1: mister universe arnold strong yeah they were
0: clearly trying to brand him in some way to bring him to us audiences and thank god it failed
1: and i mean i think yeah it failed <laughs> well the movie failed this
0: failed other things succeeded but arnold strong failed
1: i love that name too it would have been great for his stage name but and if you do look at imdb after this film he's not in like anything of significance for like 10 years yeah until like commando right i think um yeah either commando or terminator one really but um it's crazy So
0: yeah and then also and then also double build is arnold stang so I thought that was funny. It was right. Arnold Strong and Arnold Stang. Who
1: played Top Cat, the voice of Top Cat in the old cartoons. Um,
0: but what the hell happened to this movie? Well, Hercules is a petulant young demigod trapped on Mount Olympus for thousands of years. He's bored out of his mind, and he pesters Zeus to let him go to Earth. And angry Zeus eventually expels him.
1: I'm tired of lands seeing the all ocean. these strange things, the same, all the same things all the time. <laughs> Uh,
0: It lands in the ocean and is luckily found by a boat and makes it to York city there. He befriends a dockside pretzel salesman (laughs) named Pretzi and they head into Manhattan. He flips a cab after not being able to pay the fare and they head through central park where athletes are training and Hercules shows them all up. He's spotted there by a local professor and his daughter who befriend Hercules and want to study him. Mm. During a date with a professor's daughter, a bear escapes the zoo, <laughs> and Hercules fights the bear and becomes famous. <clears throat> Pretzi uses this fame to arrange some wrestling to pay the bills and gains the attention of, of some local mobsters who take over Hercules's contract. Zeus is outraged by these shenanigans and sends Mercury to try to convince him to come home, when he refuses... Zeus then sends Nemesis to talk to Pluto about securing a place for him in the underworld. Instead, Juno, the angry wife of Zeus, gets Nemesis to poison Hercules, so he loses a lot of his strength. Yeah. Pluto, who's basically the devil or Hades, uh, makes a bet with the mob that Hercules is going to lose big, knowing that he's going to lose his strength. Meanwhile, Hercules is set to test his strength against Monstro another huge strong man, he fails. And the mob loses a ton of money and in turn begins to hunt Hercules. They go after him and his friends. They end up in a chariot slash car chase, which leads (laughs) them to some sort of warehouse. Hercules is getting beat by mobsters without his powers. When Mercury sends Samson and Atlas (laughs) to help him. Just two big guys show up,
1: which I read that Samson's not even in the Greek or Roman pantheon. He's just in the Bible. <laughs>
0: so uh, yeah, it's stupid. Uh, Hercules topples two pillars of textile barrels, defeating the bad guys. And Zeus welcomes him back to Olympus, having proven himself uh, as a mortal. And that's the movie. <laughs> There's so much shenanigans in there. All right, let's start by talking about things we liked before we get to the the longer list of things we didn't like. Honestly, there is some decently good and smart writing in this movie.
1: I laughed out loud at a couple of the lines. They were cute. They were
0: funny. They're genuinely cute, smart dialogue that is actually funny. But unfortunately, it completely falls apart with Arnold.
1: Did you watch Uh, the undubbed version? I don't
0: know what I watched. Was it Arnold's it was voice? or was him it some, Oh, what? it was definitely him. Though.
1: Okay. Then, yeah, you watch the undubbed version because a lot of people have only seen the dubbed version and the ones out now, at least on the I watched it on Plex, which you can watch it for free on Plex um, and it, for free streaming with ads. But it, it had the undubbed version. So that's why I asked because it was. Yeah, yeah I definitely watched the undubbed version. It's rough. <laughs>
0: um, Decent script writing from there was good. Uh, it echoes the classic Hercules tale. Mm hmm. You know, him being a son of Zeus, not able to make it back into Mount Olympus, has to conquer a beast, feats of strength, loses his godly abilities, has to prove himself as immortal, topple, topples the pillars at the temple. Like, that all echoes, and it was actually pretty smartly written
1: out. I didn't even think about that. That's true. <laughs>
0: That's really, if you watch the movie, that really is the arc it took, which was kind huh. of impressive. Yeah, good for them. Um, and there were other actual good actors at. like the guy who played Zeus was clearly a classically trained actor who deserved a much better movie.
1: He wasn't bad at all.
0: (laughs) Uh, and Pretzi, Pretzi was a good sidekick character and really had to sell it and had to do a lot of expositional kind of dialogue that was really unnatural, but he had to do it because like Arnold just couldn't carry it.
1: Right. At one point we were watching it and, um, my, my fiance was saying that uh, it was like, is he saying dame like what's supposed to be in the 70s, not the 50s. Right. He kept saying, oh, you don't tweet a dame like that. You don't talk to a dame like
0: that. It's like, come on, we got to get out of here. You don't go over there.
1: <laughs> oh my uh, God. So
0: what are some things that you like before we get to the downside of this?
1: It's funny because I also wrote it's actually really funny at certain times where it seems and also kind mm-hmm. of made fun of itself occasionally like kind of like I forgot what it was but certain moments were kind of poke jokes at itself which I really appreciated. Um the story isn't terrible. Um I think it could have used better conflict like there being like a main kind of villain-ish but there wasn't it was kind of like all over the place as far as like what the main conflict really was. Um it didn't like feel like there was much stakes, you know. But I yeah, because my,
0: there's like the the overarching villain which is Juno, I guess, who's like conniving against him. At least the
1: main antagonist, fail. yeah.
0: But then there's the mobsters who are like the the face of the
1: antagonist, and then there's Pluto kind of and
0: right who kind of gets comes in at the final hour and was a good actor. I like the guy who oh, played was great. Uh,
1: Pluto too. I could have used more of he him. He was great. <laughs> I could have
0: used more of him too. Um, but that that also just failed.
1: Yeah, I said basically it's I just could just see this being like, remade, but better. And that's a, that's a good thing about the film in itself because the it was, story wasn't bad enough where I thought we should never try this again. Um, and also seeing Arnold so young and naive is kind of cool. And you could, you could kind of see glimmers of his future charisma through this performance. You know, like there's little bits and pieces where suddenly he pops out and like, oh yeah, that's Arnold. But most of it, he just seems like he's like a deer in the headlights. Like he's scared of what he's doing.
0: There are multiple times where it's like when someone's on the Muppet show where he didn't know where to look. Yeah. Like there are times <laughs> where you can see his eyes flick to like an, a director. Or someone just off camera. Like Am I doing watch- this
1: okay? <laughs>
0: right, right, like you can see him checking in with somebody, a handler of some That's
1: sort. That's true. That is good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: Alright, so some things I I struggled with a little bit. There were honestly times when if I didn't have the subtitles on, I would have had no idea what Arnold was saying. <laughs> Now, knowing that there's a dubbed version, it, it, it almost piques my interest to try to find it. But there were legitimately times where Arnold said lines. And I was like, what? Hold on.
1: Let me read that. You know, what's weird. I didn't have much trouble with it. I could kind of understand pretty much everything he was saying. I and mean, they, they smartly didn't give him too many lines.
0: <laughs> right. And some of his bigger dialogue, If you if you ever, God forbid, rewatch this, it's like it's ADR where he's like facing away from the camera mm-hmm. and they clearly ADR it in. So he had like 10 takes to get it right.
1: And you can do it slowly and, per- and right, articulate a
0: coach. <laughs> so there, there are, there's a good amount of that through the film.
1: Well, if you watch the, or see a clips of the dubbed version, they just picked a terrible voice for him. Cause it sounds like a guy who could have played the professor in the movie. <laughs> he's like, hello, I am Hercules. Good to see you. And it's like, why did they do that? It sounds terrible. It does not match his body at all. <laughs> You'll have to listen to it. It's fun. Uh,
0: Another issue I had is that throughout the movie, they showed the scene after the scene that the audience wanted to see. Uh (laughs) So Zeus banishes him from Olympus. He supposedly flies to Earth in that at one point he is just kind of on a plane's wing (laughs) and then plummets to the sea. And they're like, oh, he's in the ocean. He'll drown Zeus. And Zeus is like, I will send a ship. And a ship shows up, but they don't show him fall to the ocean. They don't show him getting picked up by the ship or dragged to shore. The next shot you see is him drying
1: himself off with a towel in the ship. (laughs) That would cost way too much money, man.
0: But once again, it's like they always (laughs) showed the, the, the scene after the scene you actually wanted to watch. They did it again later when he starts wrestling. And instead of showing like a wrestling match, whereas he makes his big debut that would have recorded, required, you know, like a fight coordinator and stuff, they show one shot of him like with a guy over his shoulders and some <laughs> newspaper clippings. And then all of a sudden the mob is there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they, they just kept showing the scene after the scene they should have shown.
1: That's very true.
0: <laughs> um the fights were really really bad.
1: That was one of mine too actually. Like a, a missed opportunity of like having this giant dude like you could have some badass fight scenes. They should have pulled somebody in with some experience because they, they were terrible fights.
0: Like he threw a punch and like two elbows. But otherwise, it was just like shoving guys,
1: throwing people or throwing yeah, like big, grabbing them and yeah. kind of shunting them
0: to the side. <laughs> um, it just felt wasted. Yep. Now, mind you, I understand that Arnold at this point in his career would not want to do anything where he could possibly injure himself. Like I get that aspect of it.
1: Right. And it'd be hard to find a good body double because he's just
0: gigantic well even in the chariot i was like is that him and i went of course it's him who the hell would they have gotten to double him
1: because he was too huge (laughs) he's
0: too different he's two humans taped together (laughs) (laughs) he's two pretzies on top of each other this is
1: like him at his most gigantic ever like
0: oh my god he's so it's it's hard to remember he was that big
1: oh yeah and he's somewhat that big in, in conan later on that's 10 years later so he's still not as big as he is in this one. This one, he's twenty three yeah. years old. He's huge.
0: Yeah, this is like peak Arnold. Like his body could not take any more muscle, at this point. <laughs> and l- lest it collapse in on itself like a dying star. It's uh, that dense. Um, real bad fight stuff. Um, the woman who played Helen, Anna, and I just kept watching. She like she could not smile.
1: <laughs> really, is that is love interest. God lady? forbid
0: you rewatch her mouth opens her teeth bare but the sides of her mouth don't go up they go down
1: that's weird
0: so when she's smiling it's like this like uh, like uncomfortable frown with teeth showing it is it was distracting <laughs> i didn't um, notice that oh man it's so bad and um the joke there was one joke that i just i couldn't believe So he steals the chariot, which just happens to be in downtown Manhattan. Let's start with that. Mm -hmm. The guy who owns the chariot takes off after him. And the guy selling the guy a hot dog chases after him. (laughs) And I was like, why is the hot dog guy also chasing Hercules? (laughs) So this goes on. This chasing goes on for like five minutes. Finally, the guy who owns the chariot catches up to him and the hot dog guy catches up to him. And it's this joke where the hot dog guy still had sauerkraut. He was trying to put on the guy's hot dog.
1: It's really important to him. Customer comes first. And
0: they frame the shot. That was literally the guy holding the hot dog and the guy putting sauerkraut on top of
1: it. That was one of the moments I was trying to remember where this movie is not taking itself seriously. (laughs) because Right. It was just one of those like, what, what? What? They put a cartoon noise like whoop what he puts like the sour cream on the hot dog.
0: But at that point I was like, really? Did they just do that whole thing to sell that one joke? Oh
1: yeah. They went there. Oh yeah, they went there. <laughs> uh what 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 bad things did I miss? Uh well, one thing just I mean, I'm sure you noticed, but also just me being an audio guy but in particular, the audio is terrible throughout this movie. Mm -hmm. Like they were in Central Park filming the the Olympus scenes and you can hear cars honking in the background. (laughs) I mean, it was terrible Um, just mixing and and like the scene with um, Hades or Pluto rather with um, uh, what's her name? Nemesis. Nemesis. Uh, Like at his supposedly at the gates of hell, you could just blatantly hear a bunch of cars honking, kids like laughing and stuff like what's like, what is going on? (laughs) So that's really distracting. Um, I'm hoping the the dubbed version that's kind of fixed, but I don't know if it is. I didn't watch that one. And this came up a bit. I hate movies and TV shows where so many people blatantly and confidently pick on a giant human being.
0: <laughs> that was my final thing. Was yeah, it? I talked about that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like there was, he gets picked th- on. And like they're like, "Oh, I'm going to take you out for not do- giving me your cap fare." Have you look at the pursuers in front of you? He's six foot three and he's like four hundred pounds of muscle. Like, what are you doing?
0: Right, right. there was there's two moments specifically, and they were right towards the beginning, where he gets off the boat. Where I didn't understand, where they were like, "We rescued you from sea. You work for us now." I'm like that was weird. Um, <laughs> that was strange. But he like gets off the boat, and the dock worker is like, "Hey, you, twenty bucks to the first guy who squashes them." And these like four guys around a barrel fire are like, yeah. <laughs> and they go after him I'm like if I was around that barrel fire, I'd be like, Do you see that guy? What <laughs> I'm like what going what you. Are you insane? And then same thing with the the cab driver.
1: Yeah. This like 50-year-old like, oh, right now I'm driver. gonna
0: pound you. <laughs> like, are you really? Are you really gonna pound him?
1: But just try and notice that in the future. Uh-huh. Hopefully, they stop doing that in movies and TV shows. But this <laughs> happened so many times in the past. I've watched it. It's been like Thor or somebody else who's like going to pick on because he's like a weird, look, weird looking dude, or like even with Christopher Reeve, they're picking on him and like a, in a diner. Christopher Reeve's a big dude. <laughs> like, just it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it just pissed me off.
0: Uh, yeah, that was I noticed that too. Where I was like, why? Why does anyone <laughs> think like, yeah, we'll go crush this guy
1: because <laughs> my skills are that good. <laughs> Um, and oh, as it was just the obvious thing that we didn't really just exactly mention, but the acting was very wooden from a lot of the people in the movie. But then, like you said, there were standouts that were pretty good. That people, were,
0: and Zeus and Pluto, were all good. I did like that they just they just flagrantly mixed together Greek and Roman gods.
1: It was confusing at some point. I'm like, because I know some of them better than others, and I was like, well, why are they? Mixing well, they didn't
0: to-? even mix. Let me let me rephrase. Zeus and Hercules were like the only two Greek. Because otherwise you had Juno and Venus and Pluto and Nemesis. And those are
1: all Roman. But wait, isn't Heracles the Greek version and Hercules is the Roman version? Maybe. But
0: then Anna (laughs) lifted up. Samson is like the Jewish version of the
1: same mythos. Oh, is it? Okay. I thought it was in the Bible. Yeah. It's when he cut his hair off, though. He loses his powers or something.
0: But then Atlas is a Greek primordial
1: or a Titan. (laughs) Just mixing it all together.
0: Right. Now, mind you, I wasn't sure if that was a commentary of like, this is all that remains. They're all just still hanging out on Mount Olympus. Like, I wasn't sure if it was purposeful or not.
1: (laughs) They didn't really go there, so it didn't matter. (laughs) Um, Well, some trivia for this movie. Yeah, man. Uh, To help Arnold Schwarzenegger get the role, his agent said he had years of stage experience, implying theater. But Schwarzenegger had only appeared on bodybuilding stages. Uh, this was an independently produced and financed film. In the middle of the in the mid 2010s, the copyright for this film ran out. The ownership rights and the film negative then appeared on eBay with a starting bid set at two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It is not known what the winning bid was, but it was a unique chance for a member of the public to have an opportunity to own the rights to a B movie starring a very young and then unknown actor who would become one of Hollywood's biggest stars many years later. Man. So it was just up for grabs. You could just own that movie if you had two hundred fifty grand. Uh, despite Hercules's repeated assertion that he is a demigod from Mount Olympus in Greece, the featured deities that we were just talking about—this, Zeus, Nemesis, e- Eros, Eros, Pluto, and Atlas—are the only ones of proper Greek origin. Hercules, Venus, Juno, Mercury, and Neptune are all Roman deities, the equivalents of the Greek deities. Heracles. Aphrodite, Hera, Hermes, and Poseidon.
0: See, I didn't think Pluto was. I thought Pluto was Roman too, because he was supposed to be yeah, he is. the underworld. Pluto's Roman. Oh, was, okay.
1: Yeah, and then and uh, <coughs> Hades is the equivalent of Pluto. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so weird. And Samson's a character in the Christian Bible, not from Greek mythology. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is notoriously embarrassed by this film and has a clause inserted into any and in, any media interviews that this film is not to be brought up at all, or he'll leave the room and the interview is over. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I was hoping for more crazy trivia for this one or, or back, uh, background stories of how this was made, but I couldn't find anything online about like how this movie got made and they have just
0: disavowed its existence
1: pretty much, but it was all shot in New York, the entire thing. So there you go.
0: Oh, it definitely was. That was maybe one of the cooler aspects is Anna and I looking at where they were.
1: Because you guys got married in Central Park, so you were right there. We did
0: well, then we were like, okay, so they're up at the Great Lawn, so they're like the '60s. Okay, so they're up at the, you know, at the East Side on the '60s. You know, like <laughs> it was fun, kind of tracking him. Yeah, um, in that regard, that's funny. <laughs> All right, so what? Well, now what's up next? I got, I got a bit. So I started looking at like Greek and Roman story kind of stuff, but I realized I did that the last time we reviewed two Hercules films for copycat cinema. (laughs) That's right. And so I decided to instead focus on our man, Arnold Strong. Yeah. (laughs) So Arnold has had some very iconic roles Mm -hmm. over the years, but there are some roles that he was very much in the running for and in some cases was in the finals for but he didn't get. Hmm. So I'm going to name a movie and you have to tell me if Arnold was ever being considered for a
1: role in that film. Ooh, I might know some of these. Okay, You might know
0: some of these. Some of these are kind of like general trivia, but some of these are going to surprise you. Very nice. Are you ready to play? There are 10 in total. I am so ready. All right. Air Force One. Yes. That is correct. Woo. It was originally written for Kevin Costner, but he couldn't do it because of filming on The Postman.
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> Our missing And episode. so
0: Arnold was on a short list to play the president.
1: Oh, God. Get off my plane. How would they justify that? You have to be born in the United States to be the president. Shh. They do a really <laughs> good dub job. Don't worry about it. Get off my plane. I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. I am the president. <laughs> uh- <laughs> I'm huge. All right. All right. Number two.
0: You got that one. You got that All one. right. I am legend.
1: Yes, I do know that one. He was originally going to be cast as that. before It was more going to be like the book a long time ago.
0: Yeah, so the the movie was in development for like 15 years, something like that oh, originally yeah. Ridley Scott was signed on to direct. And he brought on Arnold. But then when Scott dropped off, so did Arnie. It
1: would have been a good movie, too, because what's really random is I went to the to Jamaica with my family when I was like 13. And one of the books that was sitting in that uh, the house we were staying at was I am legend. And so it was way before the movie ever came out and I just randomly read it. And I was like, I don't, I didn't randomly just re- pick up books and read it. And it was an amazing book. And then, so that's why I followed the whole Arnold thing. And I was excited about that coming out eventually. And that never happened. <laughs> and then, yeah, there you go. Sorry. Hijacking your bed. All right.
0: Next one. Next one. Mm. Demolition man. No, that is correct. No. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm doing good on this one. <laughs> All right. Taken taken um i will say yes to that one no oh. that's incorrect that's incorrect it was always going to be liam neeson yes supposedly supposedly robocop i feel like that's a yes and then they just couldn't get him uh yes it is a yes that's correct
0: Woo. but the reason they ended up not going with him is because with arnold's size at the time and if they added a suit on top of it It would have been ridiculously unwieldy, ridiculously
1: (laughs) unwieldy,
0: (laughs) just huge. She wouldn't have been able to fit through doors. So they
1: got Peter Weller, who was pretty skinny, but like, yeah, that's right. All right. Men in black. Oh, another Will Smith vehicle that maybe he was originally going to be cast for. So I'll say, yeah, Uh, no, that is incorrect. Oh, and
0: I was hoping you were going to think Tommy Lee Jones.
1: No, I was thinking the whole Will Smith. All right. That's fair. That's fair. All right.
0: We got four left.
1: Mm -hmm. The fugitive. Hmm. I didn't kill my wife. Um, Yes. That is incorrect. Oh, (laughs) thank God. Once again, I was
0: hoping you were going to think Tommy Lee Jones.
1: (laughs) Tommy Lee (laughs) Jones. I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All
0: right. Die Hard
1: I feel like I just watched a big thing of this and no he was not up for Die Hard
0: That is incorrect What was originally Die Hard was going to be frank a semi a semi sequel to Commando
1: Oh but then
0: Arnold just was not interested at all and the entire thing shifted gears
1: yeah, because eventually it was based off a book that was um like something at Nakatomi Plaza or something like that, and it yeah. was originally it yep. was starring uh, Frank Sinatra way back in the day. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, um,
0: so it was supposed to be like a big action vehicle, commando in a building, uh, and it just didn't pan out.
1: Interesting. All right, the fifth element. God, I hope not. No.
0: That is correct. Oh good. God, I hope not. No. <laughs> All right. This is the final one. This is a tricky one. Mm. Terminator. Ooh. I'm going to say yes. It's (laughs) a tricky one. (laughs) You should be. So, yes, he was originally supposed to be Kyle Reese because at the time he didn't want to play villains. Mm-hmm. But between his very, still very thick accent and the fact that he was just too imposing for anyone to be thought of as being able to like go against him, they switched him to the Terminator, rightfully so. Right. And Kyle Reese
1: got recast by Michael Bean, I think his name is.
0: But the, and you know who is going to originally be the Terminator? Who? OJ Simpson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember hearing that somewhere. That'd be terrible.
0: All right, Jarman, you got one, two, three, oh, Lord, four, five, six, seven. Correct.
1: Wow, that's pretty good. Good job.
0: Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. And that last one was a trick question because he was supposed to be in it, just in a different role.
1: Right. I think I did pretty great. So Thanks, man. You did
0: pretty darn great. <laughs> I recommend- if you have the means, I highly recommend picking one
1: up. What do you recommend I do? I recommend Pleasant. All right, so I'm going to do a quick fire radical recommend this time around with just a bunch of TV shows I was able to catch up on in the last few weeks, um, and one being Obi Wan. Steve, have you seen it? Oh yeah, fantastic. Oh yeah, it was really good. I had, still have not seen the Book of Boba Fett, so I need to go back and watch the Book of Boba Fett. But Obi Wan, uh,
0: it's it was disappointing in that they, they shimmied a half season of Mando in there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, they couldn't even dedicate a whole season to this friggin' story they decided to tell.
1: Well, hopefully they don't renew it for another season then. <laughs> It's not worth it. I just
0: can't imagine what another season would be.
1: Hmm. Well, that's good. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, then there was uh, Miss Marvel. Ms. Marvel. Have you been watching that? I have. It's very cute.
0: episode four, I think. I like it so far. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more lighthearted than a lot of the other MCU offerings, which is kind of a relief. Yeah. Um, but it seems to be playing into what I mentioned earlier—the sort of g- the godly aspect of Phase Four of the MCU.
1: Yeah, that's true because they brought in like uh, the gods, the Egyptian gods with uh, Moon Knight, and mm-hmm. now some kind of the gods of the more you know Middle Eastern countries in this one as well. And it's just, uh, but it's really cute, like from a, a young girl's perspective. And so, like the whole thing's very comic booky and very like in her journals and blogs and stuff. It's very, it's fun.
0: Yeah, great visual representation of, like, media and even the, the way that, that her text messages are integrated into what you're watching.
1: Oh, yeah, it's very cool. Very very, very cool. Ingenuitive. And Stranger Things, season four. Um, I still have one episode left, I think, of. The, and then uh, as of this recording tomorrow, the last two episodes come out. So, yeah,
0: Anna and I are contemplating staying up till midnight to start. So we'll just, we haven't decided Oh, for yet. tonight. <laughs> oh yeah. We are so excited. We are such Stranger things junkies. And this season has just been stellar.
1: It's been amazing. I love it so much. We were sad. We couldn't finish the last one tonight, but we were watching one earlier and I was like, I got to prep the podcast. I got to get ready for this show. Um, but it's so good. And each episode is like an hour and 15 minutes long. So it's amazing.
0: Yeah. There's only two left and the, but the first. Episode eight is an hour and a half, and episode nine is supposedly
1: two. That's awesome. It's like so many movies they made, basically.
0: And then next season is the last one, season five.
1: Which makes sense. They won't be kids anymore,
0: really. So, Well, they've, they've basically confirmed there's going to be a multi-year time jump. Really? Yeah, just recently they've confirmed that the next season is going to take place sometime in the 90s. Because
1: the kids will just look too old. <laughs>
0: yeah, or they want to they want to tell a story of like a different phase in their lives. Maybe
1: makes sense. Um, and then last couple here are the boys. Have you been watching the boys?
0: Uh, yes, I have. I don't think I've seen everything, but yes,
1: I think I'm, I'm caught up. I watched through hero gasm. That's the last one that's up. Yeah. The last, okay. Next one comes out at midnight tonight, probably, or it already has. Uh, but yeah, it's been, it, that show just gets crazier and crazier. It's dark. It's not for everybody. Cause um, some people just can't get past all the gore and, and of,
0: sexuality this season, specifically the sexual stuff is really kicked
1: up. Yeah. And there's a lot of like things that could trigger a lot of people for, you know, traumas and that kind of thing. But it's, it's also just great, you know, political commentary. There's a lot of stuff about basically like Trumpers and MAGA people that are making fun of in this season. So it's just so well done. And, uh, Sean Vanderloo was actually with me when we went to the panel that had um, Carl Urban and Huey from the show in it, so we got to see him in person together. So we're kind of connected to the show in a way. <laughs> but Carl Urban's amazingly funny, and so is oh, he does great. The other guy I can't remember his name now, but he's his
0: last name. He's it's Dennis. It's a Quaid's son.
1: Yeah, something Quaid. I'm, something Quaid. I'm forgetting. <laughs> Quaid. Um, and then the last one I'll mention is Better Call Saul. Uh great show all around. If you especially watch Breaking Bad, but at this point, it's a prequel series, so you could just watch this one first and then jump into Better uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, I know
0: Giancarlo Esposito was able to come back as his character. Oh, yeah. from
1: Breaking Bad, and he's amazing in this show. Um, and my parents and he's, all, and he's
0: also in uh, The Boys. And if Mandal- anything, I'm sad that he is in less.
1: Oh, of I know this season, and he's a Mandalorian too. So there you go. It all yeah, I don't. I hope we get to see
0: him again in Mando.
1: Did he die? I can't remember.
0: No, but he's like imprisoned. Like they basically made a MacGuffin situation where he can be back at any point.
1: Oh, that's good. He's busy in a lot of shows. <laughs> right. Yeah,
0: he's like the villain. He's the 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 villain of our era.
1: I love it. He's he's great. Well, that's pretty much all I recommend. Thought
0: because everything before that, he was like cheeky, wormy sidekick in like everything before. Was he? In the last five years? Yeah, because I think of him in, uh, like, Once Upon a Time, where he plays the genie in the mirror. Oh, I remember that. He's, like, beholden to Regina. Um, Yeah, that's sort of how I remember him.
1: Yeah, he can do a lot, though. He's just been playing a lot of villains. I mean, the paychecks are coming in. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) Well, that brings us to some trailer reviews.
0: I recommend. (laughs) All right. This week, I chose the trailer. And. I like normally I pick something that is exciting sort of for the nerd community or is the next big thing, but I cannot think of a time in a play on nerds where I have been this excited about a trailer. Oh, wow. And that trailer is for Willow. Willow. The new upcoming series that I think is going to be on Disney plus. Yes. sounds Right. Um, I love the original movie. If you have not seen Willow, It often gets touted as like, you know, one of the best fantasy films ever. And it deserves every bit of that hype.
1: And what's great is my fiance has not seen Willow yet. I'm so excited to show it to her. Oh my gosh. Jolie,
0: I hope that you love it as much as I do. (laughs) Because unlike some of the other films that get touted that way, like Excalibur and Krull, uh, Willow holds up incredibly well incredibly well with great performances by Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer. Um, there's plenty of whimsy, plenty of seriousness, dark magic, a serious villain. Um, and this from this very small trailer, this seems to promise the same.
1: And fans have been wanting some kind of sequel. They've been teased that they've been with like a, a new movie. There would be a new TV show for 20 plus years now. They've been saying that's going to happen. And it well, hasn't.
0: there are two sequel books mm. that came out after the original Willow book that people have been saying like, oh, there's it's right there. They need to make it. Um, but yeah, Willow seems to be now like the the old mystic advising the kingdoms. We'll probably, we don't know who, but someone's probably playing a Laura Dannon, the, the baby that he rescued from the first film. Oh, yeah. A new adventure, new magic users, old dark forces. Um, I think this is just going to be a classic battle of good versus evil fantasy story on a property that I'm so
1: excited to see get a follow up. One thing I'm confused about is it just called Willow. I think. How did, why? why? <laughs> the other one was called Willow. <laughs> Yeah, but this one's a TV show. It doesn't oh, count. Oh, you're right. Well, I guess that doesn't do the same thing.
0: I don't know. And now, mind you, they could there could be a different title that comes up. And for the sake of brevity and making people understand what it was, they just called it Willow. Yeah, maybe. Um, or maybe even the the secondary title would give away what it's about. Uh-huh. So they're keeping it close to the vest.
1: That's possible too.
0: Um. But I'm so stoked. Watch the trailer. If you haven't watched the movie, watch the movie. It It is truly a masterpiece of fantasy and a, an early offering from Ron Howard.
1: Is he doing this one, too?
0: I don't believe so, to my knowledge. Yeah. He doesn't need to do anything anymore. He's Ron <laughs> Howard.
1: He can just narrate the rest of development seasons as they come out. And then
0: and occasionally hop in and try to save a Star Wars movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, anyways, I think that about does it for this episode of A Play on Nerds, 149.
0: That's right. Join us next time for episode 150. uh, The movie Nope is coming out uh, to theaters. And to celebrate it, we are going to watch another fine alien invasion film, Mac and Me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So join us for that and more nerdy mayhem. Keep on coming back and being our nerdy audience, and we will keep on coming back and being
1: your nerdy co-host. Thanks again, internet. Stay nerdy, my friends. Thanks for listening to A Play on Nerds. Feel free to email feedback at aplayonnerds.com with all your questions or comments.
0: Shoot us a message on Facebook or Twitter and earn yourself a sweet shout-out on the show.
1: Review us on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts so even more nerds can find us. Tell your
0: friends, tell your enemies, we aren't picky. Check out our entire back catalog and other offerings at aplayonnerds.com.
1: And how...